Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Hello, hello, hello. Here I am on a Wednesday because I want to share with you the importance of celebrating with the Chinese New Year. This is the lunar calendar year and it begins next week on the 24th of January where the new moon will usher in the year of the rat. Now, I don't know about Chinese horoscopes. I don't try to know about Chinese horoscope. But I do try to know about the sun and the moon and biodynamic energies and stars and galaxies and clusters and our heavenly bodies, of course. So I wanted to just share with you the words of a lecture from Rudolf Steiner that I discovered this year at the Steiner House. And why it's so important is because I never studied Rudolf Steiner. I just came across his name in a gardening book for the moon. I did know about the Waldorf schools, but as I lived in Stuttgart, I didn't know the connection to Stuttgart. When I first came to Europe, I found myself in the town of Dornach, where all the buildings were designed by the architect Rudolf Steiner, and that is a hub for his work. And I did not know that, but I I felt, I still remember the feeling I had some odd 30 years ago. And it reminds me of something familiar, and I don't know why or what it is. Nonetheless, I want to share with you a piece of the writing that I will be exploring with my inner circle, my students, who will have a personalized calendar from new moon to new moon that will be sent to them before the new moon, of course, and so that they can be conscious of the energies in what parts and sectors, also known as houses, in their lives, but also if these heavenly bodies are aligning themselves to very important energies within their sky, as I like to call it. Therefore, let me start with this beautiful writing. I'm just going to read you one page. And then I will tell you where the heavenly bodies are at the beginning of the year of the rat. And, of course, if you are interested to have a personalized month of Sky Astrology information, about when the moon, it's based on the moon, when the moon is making a transit to the positions of the heavenly bodies that were in your sky 
on the day that you were born, please contact me. If you've never had your Sky Astrology consultation from me, that is the first step. And then I can explain it to you. It comes with a two 90-minute conversation where you learn really about what energies were in the sky when you were born and how to translate and use them for life now your self-worth has come <laughs> turned out to be or things that you believe but you didn't see any scientific evidence of this is a mathematical scientific exercise sky astrology is and therefore it has been like a rebirth for a lot of my students and I am extremely grateful to be able to share this experience with them and so we thought it would be good to continue for them to be observers first this is about being an observer first to see now that we know astronomically and mathematically where the heavenly bodies are not astrology and then there I believe we tested it a bit last week there can be a connection taking place and more empowering really of the personality traits so before I go off too much on a tangent let's begin with this beautiful lecture by Rudolf Steiner it's entitled What I'm going to read is entitled The Spiritual Beings in the Heavenly Bodies and in the Kingdom of Nature. It was given in April the 11th, 1912, in the year 1912, on the day April 11, by Rudolf Steiner. It reads, It will be well at the beginning of today's lecture to speak of how far what we considered yesterday in relation to its parts, at least in reference to some of parts, the physical world system, the physical cosmos, is of significance of man's outlook to his perception and knowledge. We spoke yesterday of the life of the comet, of the life of the fixed star, the solar lives of the life of the moon, the lunar life, and of the planetary life. And speaking of those heavenly bodies from the standpoint of ordinary consciousness, we naturally refer to the heavenly bodies visible to our eyes. Now in the course of our lectures, we have, so to say, substituted something else for this system of heavenly bodies. We have substituted the study of the corresponding spiritual beings whom we have recognized as members of the various hierarchies. Perhaps what has actually been said will be made still clear if we state the following. We found the category of being standing immediately above man to be the angeloi or angel beings. 
We have also shown if a man really wishes to obtain a view of the spiritual, super sensitive world, he, I'm going to say she or he, must, in a sense, organize herself up to these beings next above him. Must, as it were, learn to see the world with due with the kind perception possessed by the angels. Now we can raise the question, if such a being of the next higher category and the ranks of the hierarchies acquires a consciousness of the cosmos through his perception, which we call manifestation, how does the cosmos appear to him? If this question is answered, what I intend to convey will be clearer to us. Such an angel being would really see outside in the cosmos nothing at all. We, nothing of all we see, and which we know is Maya, an illusion only called up by our human view. An angel being would see nothing of all this in the same way as we do. We must be quite clear as to this. But the angel being would instead see and perceive in his own way, in the manner described, the various cooperative activities between the beings of the hierarchies. Instead of saying, over there is Mars, he would say, over there, cooperate in the way we have described certain beings of the higher hierarchies. This means that those beings to the angel or angeloi, the whole cosmic system directly appears as a sum of spiritual activities. How then would the planets and other bodies visible to our eye appear to such a being? We may venture to speak of these matters, for indeed we could not speak at all of the whole supersensitive world which lies behind the planetary system, the heavens or cosmos, were we not through occult schooling to translate ourselves to some extent into the consciousness of such a being. For clairvoyance simply means calling forth within us the possibility of seeing the world as such beings see it. Thus, to clairvoyant consciousness, those forms, those light forms visible to ordinary sight as the human bodies actually disappear. They are no longer there. On the other hand, the clairvoyant consciousness gains, and so too does consciousness of an angel being, an impression of that which corresponds to the physical heavenly body. Clairvoyance consciousness cannot perceive the moon or Mars as they appear to the dweller upon earth, us, seen physically, but it is nevertheless able to know what exists there, 
I shall now like to call up upon within you an idea of the kind of knowledge clairvoyant consciousness has of such a heavenly body. Now, I know you can't wait what comes next, but that will be for another day. But I find the writings so incredibly stimulating. So, what will it be like when you have a calendar to really be in tune with your moon? It's nothing to do with what you read in the newspapers. It's nothing really to do with when somebody says in Instagram, oh, the moon is here and it appeals to everyone. No. What this is about is really understanding as most of my students have gotten to know that we are all the sum of these parts. We are stardust. We are all the parts of the zodiac and the energies within them. They just demonstrate and show us them energies and their characteristics in different parts of our lives. So because there was such an alignment that everybody was aware of last week on the 12th, where we had Saturn and Pluto, who one is kind of a personal planet because Saturn is something we can see with our eyes. And this is very important in the kind of sky astrology that I teach and that I believe in. And then you have Pluto, which is a heavenly body that we cannot see with the naked eye, but that we, of course, acknowledge and is part of our consciousness. And also there was an asteroid called Ceres, who was also at 26 degrees. Our sun was at 26 degrees. Mercury was at 26 degrees. And this is so powerful to understand that we can't just leave this moment in time and forget about it. We, we need to flow with it. These energies are not stopping. They are continuing. So what is happening after? Or what is happening from the full moon when the light, the sun, shone on this energy, this moon that was across from it in Gemini and in Cancer. What happens between the full moon and the new moon? And especially because we're coming to a new year. So when I look at this, I'm looking at, let's acknowledge where the full moon was. It was in Gemini, exactly at 180 degrees, and Cancer. So I'm going to make this really simple because I talk about elements so everyone can understand so the element of the sun is comfortable in the sun and it was in Sagittarius astronomically mercury was conjunct the sun mercury has comfort in air but also earth this sun and mercury was shining a light across to Gemini at the highest point of fullness. Gemini and the moon. The moon is originally a water element and in the place of Gemini it was connecting with earth and air energies. Therefore the sun was shining a light on earth and air energies. I like to say as above so below. I like to say Things you can't see and things you can see. 
things you can't hold and things you can hold. Things that never really interrelate, but they coexist. And therefore, this is the energy. This is what the sun was shining a light to make full, to um, enlighten at that time. Now we look at where the moon has ended up as a new moon. It will start in Capricorn, in a earth energy. So it was here with the Gemini, the next day with the Cancer, with water. But first it traveled from Gemini to Cancer to Leo fire. Then a long time, which is today now on January 15th at 2028, that's 28 minutes after 8 p.m. It's in Virgo, which is Earth. So it's really picking up that Earth. So we're really conscious like what's happening today in our lives over these next three days, really, because there's 44 degrees in the Virgo constellation. And after it leaves there, our moon, which is water-based, will go into air energy and then quickly change with a Scorpio, a very small bit at home, and then into Fucus, which is deep Scorpio energy, and then again into fire. But when it's so free now, there's no conjunction. There are other interactions, but are more complex. But when it's traveling now, it there are no heavenly bodies that we acknowledge that is in our consciousness. But when it goes to a Fucus, it will be connected with Mars. What's Mars? Mars is connected to fire and water and Scorpio and Aries, perhaps. And therefore, the moon will have an interaction there because the moon is water-based and a focus is like a deep water. It's, it's of water. It's maybe ether. There's a lot of opinions out. But let's be the observer. We just want to know, wow, from the journey from full moon to new moon, our moon is going to be in a focus connecting with Mars. Mars will be in a focus. And this today, Mars is at zero degrees of focus. So I find today a really poignant day of getting information and listening. So we're listening to that information. And this is why it's good to know where the heavenly bodies are on a daily basis. So when you have a calendar like this, on the calendar will actually be moon conjunct Mars at a certain such um, day. I don't put the time because I don't want to influence the observer. But you will know on this day at some point and because it takes a while the energies can start to be felt within two degrees so it is going to be an orb between one and two degrees that I say heads up our moon is transiting Mars and the moon moves one degree every two hours so it's gonna not stay it's gonna stay there let's say if we take two degrees before it hits then that is one degree every two hours. It'll be two degrees, one degree every two hours. That's four hours. And then on the point, 
that's six hours and that's leading up that's the intense time and when it moves away it's still but it's not so much so let's say we've got a window of seven hours where we can be consciously aware that our moon our closest satellite is connecting to mars a heavenly body in the sky and we know where those energies are in our own lives because we have our sky we know if it's about family we know it's about career we know it's about children and we can be mindful and that's what this is about this is what this opportunity to really be in the moment and be an observer is about on a level where you can start to be part of this consciousness maybe this part that the lecture was talking about or at least an interaction with these heavenly bodies the spirit of these heavenly bodies so i will just now tell you as a treat where the new moon for the new year of the rat will be and it starts with the new moon and the new sun I have to say next to it because they are at the same degrees and it will be at 4 degrees 24 of Capricorn now if you follow me you know that there are no borders in the sky and actually in this area at the beginning of Capricorn we um, may still have a little bit of Sagittarius energy a little tiny bit of overlapping not a lot but we need to be mindful of it and because we need to be mindful because so many heavenly bodies and energies are in Sagittarius so when the moon has gone through being aligned to Jupiter Pluto and Saturn in Sirius. It's not just going to forget about those energies. No. Water has memory. The moon has memory. So it'll still be in a, carrying that experience as it news itself in a earth energy, which is a way, it's, it's a assistance from the universe for you to take charge, which is a adjective for Capricorn to take charge to take it slow step by step but to manifest things and that's why we say to take a moment as well when there's a new moon or a full moon then we have Mercury also in Capricorn also part of the full moon from before so we want to be mindful of any communication any information that we might be getting on the day that that happens and that will you know be important for the next cycle from new moon to the full moon again so on this day we have as I said before six degrees of a focus for Mars. K2, the south node is at 11 degrees 48 Sagittarius. Jupiter is at 15 degrees 35 Sagittarius. Pluto is at 26 degrees 39 Sagittarius. Saturn is at 27 degrees 41 Sagittarius. Ceres is 
30 degrees of Sagittarius and 55 arch minutes. Our moon is 4 degrees 24 as our sun, as I said before, in Capricorn. Mercury is 13 degrees 56 arch minutes in Capricorn, almost 14 degrees. Followed by Venus in Aquarius at 1540. Neptune is at 19 degrees of Aquarius. Now, the next phase, Venus will come into a closer connection with Neptune. What will we be able to observe? That is what knowing where the heavenly bodies are will help you start to have a relationship with and to understand. Then we have Chiron, which is at 10 degrees, no more nine, in Pisces. And next we have in the part that I call connected to Satus and Pisces and Aries, we have Uranus, which is at three degrees Aries. And last but not least, we have Rahu, the North Node, which is seven degrees and 54 arch minutes of Gemini. And this is how the new moons and the new year begins with the elements of our last full moon. With a lot of fire in Sagittarius, with Venus and Neptune in Aquarius in water, with our sun and moon in Earth, and where we are missing in this um, situation is water. As a heavenly body but that can be us or that can be the healing because in this bit we have the Chiron which is the Pisces which is the intuition but the deep water or the ether or the the ether is Mars in a focus Mars in a higher expression of water because it's ether and it is a combination between Scorpio and Sagittarius. And we need to be mindful of it, that we are more in tune with a higher form of water than just water, but we need to integrate water. So how do we integrate water? Where it's coming from the key, from Chiron, and Chiron is connected to a focus by our drive, by our, our knowing that we need to put more emotion and memory of how things were to go forward in this year. And that, I believe, is the key. And when you know to get these informations is to be mindful when our moon is in a water constellation. And that, my friends, will be what the calendar will tell you. As the audio calendar with a page that has the details for your positions in the sky. Contact me if you want one of these customized calendars for yourself or for a loved one. Thank you so much for your time and for listening. Thank you for following me. I appreciate you and have a beautiful moment and a wonderful, happy new lunar year.